Hey everybody, I'm Gavin. And I'm Emily. And this is The The State State of of Our Union. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here at 40 weeks pregnant. Yep. <laughs> no baby yet. No baby. That's typical for me, though. It's true. Of our four pregnancies, you will now have officially gone over your due date three out of the four times. Yes. Which is, you know, I think that's probably pretty common. It, yeah. Eh, yeah. 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 I don't for know. Many, due dates are I think so, for many people, ugh. it can be very common. Yeah, and that's pretty much exactly what you just said. But I also think of, I also think of a lot of of women who have been like, "Oh, I've never experienced going that late. Right. I was always three weeks early." And I'm like, "That's true." So yeah, anymore. It seems like you hear a lot more about babies coming early. Yeah. Than late, but that's probably because it's more dangerous for them to come early. Right. And so you hear late. about it rather than right. Nobody cares that Danny no, came twelve days late. Nobody care. Nobody cares if you're late unless they're in your family, and then they say annoying things. Yeah, like like where's that baby? Where's that baby, you're, <laughs> I thought you were supposed to have a baby by now, and yeah, and you you think unkind things, but you don't say them out right. loud. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our family, family update. update. All right, so. We are in the final countdown. Yes. Sorry. Okay, then. Final stretch here. Yes. Of the pregnancy, pregnancy number four. Pregnancy number four, yes. So we're getting there any day now. I've been saying that for like a week. (laughs) Any day now. Yeah. That's all right. It's funny because every day it's like you wake up. Well, it's really, it's when you go to bed, you're like, yeah, I think she's coming. I think she's coming. Because I'm very uncomfortable at night. Right. Very uncomfortable at night. I'm not sleeping very well. And I feel every, every evening I go to bed feeling like, oh, this is, you know, and, you know, oh, this is too much. It's, you know, everything's bearing down and something's got to give at some point. And I sleep terribly. I get up a bunch in the night and I'm uncomfortable and it feels like I'm having contraction after contraction after contraction. Um, and, uh, and then I wake up and I'm like, nope, still nothing. And I kind of make a decision of like, do I eat breakfast or not? Yeah. And then... And then your and day then, goes by normally. Yeah, and then <laughs> things seem to be fine the rest of the day. Right. Until like... Seven o'clock ish when it all repeats itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ugh. Some fun things that we've been doing with the kids lately is we've been getting really sick and tired of watching the same movies over and over and over again on Netflix. Yes, and and thankfully our two daughters are um, very kind in that they recognize there are certain types of movies we do not enjoy watching. Right. Even though they love them. Even though they love them. Barbie they, movies are not our taste. Right. They they um, understand that Barbie movies are more a thing of like every now and then in the afternoon if we're going to go do something like housewise and they need something to, you know, like the electronic babysitter kind of thing. <laughs> Hate admitting that. Yeah. But otherwise, if it's family movie night, no, we don't watch Barbie movies. Right. So instead, we've been doing some, I don't know, like, I want to call it like experimenting with them or I don't know. That sounds weird. Yeah. We've just been exposing them yes, to there we go. some more, I wouldn't necessarily call them classic movies, but some movies from more of our childhood era, some, some even further back than that. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. definitely in a genre that they've had some experience with because mm-hmm. it seems like every Disney movie these days is a musical. Yep. And so we figured some different musicals might be yeah. kind of up their alley. And these are these have been live action. Um, so, yeah, we uh, a couple weeks ago we watched a very old um, 
performance of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Yep. And then last night we started watching one of my favorites <laughs> um, called Happiest Millionaire. Yep. And they've impressively enjoyed watching yeah. these musicals so far. And they've had they've watched other musicals before. We've had them watch Newsies. Um, and um, what else? Uh, uh, Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, they've seen. I feel like they may have seen parts of Music Man at some point. Not that I know of. At least our oldest, I thought, maybe at one point, but maybe not. But anyways, it's really exciting. I don't know, just because for me, musicals are like... The end-all be-all. No, but (laughs) close. Yeah, Yeah, they're really fun. Um, I love being in them, and watching them is kind of the first step to loving them. Yeah, you're just training them early. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. (laughs) All right, so we figured since we're so close to the due date, hopefully we can help you guys like hone in a little bit more on this baby name guessing game that we've mm-hmm. been doing with you guys over the last few weeks. So, this clue is hopefully going to give you some a better indication. Yeah. If you can put all the clues together. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to do my part yeah. of first? So, my clue is that unlike our other three children, this Baby's nickname is actually five letters, not four. Mm-hmm. So the name, the the full first name can be shortened down to a nickname, but it's five letters, not four, which is different from the other three. Right. All right. My clue is kind of like a Jeopardy clue, as you pointed out uh-huh. earlier. <clears throat> so my clue is... What is a 10-letter word for the night before this place was destroyed? Hopefully, that helps get you a little bit closer. I think my clue gets them closer than your clue. I don't know. We will see. (laughs) I I think if you put them all together, you can get pretty close. Close. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to see if, if anybody... I know that you, one of your aunts has really been putting forward some pretty she's, great... She's put some really awesome some ideas out there that it's almost like, man, these are, <laughs> these are good ones. Maybe we should have more kids. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sure you can hear, my voice sounds a little bit different this week. Yeah. I have been a train wreck since about Thursday night. Thursday of last week, yeah. And this is I I'm the kind of person who only gets sick like once, maybe twice a year. And when I get sick, it hits me really hard. Yeah, it does. It's, it's gross. like it's like the stereotypical man flu. Yes. Honestly. Like I'm wiped out, I can't function barely. But, like, this one, I think, is worse than normal. This is, yeah, this is a doozy compared to anything else I've seen you go through. Yeah, it's awful. And the worst part about it is that it's at, like, this crucial point in the pregnancy. Like, if this was happening, like, early on, no big deal. Yeah. Right? But since the baby could come at any second, I don't, I can't be sick in the delivery room. Oh, you can be, but I will make you wear a mask, and I bet the nurses would make you wear a mask. And... Yeah, I'll have to, like, be in a sterile field with, like, the glove things that you have to, like, reach through and, like, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it's just, yeah. it's awful. And uh, I, I feel really awful, one, because I, like, I'm sick, and two, because, like, I can't really help out right now. Um, yeah, I'm, that kind of sucks. Yeah, and I'm really worried about the baby coming. But it's not just my health that's causing worry for us. Right. About the timing of of the baby coming. Right. So if everyone has been watching the weather in the United States, we've had some really fun weather. Um, I've seen it, you know, in the Northwest. 
and then it moves across the Midwest where we are, and then we watch it move across the Northeast. And um, if you've been watching this, you see that we just keep getting snowstorm after snowstorm, wintry mix, freezing rain. um, And then afterwards, we get these ridiculous wind storms like we call them ground blizzards sometimes because it's not that the snow is falling right it's that it's it's on the ground and now it's blowing around and um it's actually gotten so bad that uh yesterday um all of the main roads to get out of town were closed yeah like like literally the dot closed all of our roads um travelers who had entered our town were forced to stay they could not exit um we opened up the community community center in town so that those travelers weren't necessarily stranded they could actually have a place to go um which was really scary because it was like well what if this baby decides to come where do i go right luckily in our community we do have a a top-notch hospital um, with an emergency room. However, they don't do deliveries anymore. (laughs) Their last delivery was like six years ago. Yeah. And um, they would have to do, they would have to deliver a baby if I, yeah, if I was in that situation again and went into labor, which is really, it really is freaking me out. Like I just, I really, (laughs) I really need the weather to calm down so that if I go into labor, we can make it out of town. Yeah. Which we could do now. The roads have all opened back up. That's We've been true. warned to take everything slowly um, and just be very cautious. But the roads have, the main roads are still op- are opened now. Um, I think a lot of the gravel roads around town, though, are still pretty yeah. messed up. So I believe it. <clears throat> so cross our fingers that in the, the next few days, the weather quiets down. Yes, fingers crossed. Because it's definitely, I mean, we're the... The way that it works for us generally is that we don't head to the hospital until your water breaks. Right. Because that's when you know things have officially gotten started. Right. And because we are a little ways away, about half an hour from our hospital. The hospital that actually does. Deliver. Labor and delivery. Right. It means that we need to get on the road almost right away because your labor's have they're, typically been fairly short. They've been fairly short, and they've gotten shorter, right. which is pretty typical. Yeah. So it's definitely one of those things where we want to be safe, but we also want to be We want to be in a hospital <laughs> yes. when she's born. Yes. I would rather not be delivering in the side of the road. Yeah. No, I don't want that. <laughs> Okay, so in the last little segment there, you mentioned how we leave as soon as my water breaks, or right. short, very shortly thereafter. Yep. And so, this next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about just what that is like. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people out there don't really, excuse me, don't really understand what... The, the water or the bag of waters breaking right. can be like. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we all have that sort of Hollywood image, which can actually happen, where it's like this giant gush. Um, ugh, just saying, <laughs> saying the word gush is weird. Um, but it also it can happen in different ways. And I've actually had, I think I've had the three most common ways or like normal ways yeah. all happen. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's hear about it. Okay. So. Um, my first pregnancy, I had the stereotypical Hollywood explosion, explosion. <laughs> gush, um, and I was very uncomfortable. I had actually, um, they had used what's called a Foley catheter earlier in the day to try and get things going, and um, I was, I was at a point in the night where I was like, I give up. This kid's not coming. Right. Which always seems to be where I'm at when... <laughs> when they start when, coming. When the kids start coming. Um, and I was bending over to get a blanket, and I straightened up, and it was, you know, like I said, very stereotypical. I felt a pop, and all of a sudden, there was water 
all down my pants on the floor. It just came in a big gush. Now, when you say you felt the pop, is it like, like a balloon popping? Like, does it feel like something, or does it feel like a snap, or like like when you crack your finger? Like, um, what does it feel like? Does it hurt? It doesn't I think really people hurt. might be worried about it. It doesn't really hurt. It's like what I would imagine. <laughs> it's going to be weird. <laughs> it's like what I would imagine, like if it was literally a balloon yeah. up there, the, the waters were contained by a balloon. Yeah. It's like the balloon pops. Not not like the painful kind of pop where it's like pressed against your face and it like stings, you know, and right. the rubber. Um, but like... <laughs> But like you know, it's it's just been blown up to that point of tension, and then it just goes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's more like a bubble popping. A bubble than popping. A popping. Than a, sure. Yeah. A bubble popping. Okay. Um. And and I've read that for some, like it can feel like there's a lot of pressure, and then all of a sudden it's relief. Yeah. Um. Because the water has broke, has broken. Excuse me. <laughs> um. But like. I, I don't really remember any pressure or anything like that beforehand right. because literally it was like, well, that was definitely my water breaking because right. I am wet from, yeah. from crotch down. I am wet. Yeah. And the nice thing with the first pregnancy, you were able to shower afterwards yes. before we hit the road. Yes. Clean up a little bit. And yeah. Move you had on. a little bit of time. Yes. Now pregnancy number two was a little different. Pregnancy number two. Um, I didn't realize I was in labor. Right. I thought I had the flu. Yes. I was just. You know, stomach flu, so I, I was throwing up a lot, and um, I was actually having contractions, but didn't realize it because I was throwing up every time I was having contractions. And the, I would say the most common thing then um, happened to me, and that's they had to pop my water. They had to right. break my bag of waters, yeah. um, which is literally like... <laughs> Like a crochet it's a, hook it's to like the crotch. A, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like a long crochet hook that they, you know, you don't really notice anything going up there because right. you're just in, you're just uncomfortable anyways. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh. And now I'm wet. Now I'm wet. You know, or it feels like I'm, you know, incontinent a little bit because you right. just feel this trickle of water keep coming out. Yeah. Um. So, but I think that's also pretty common um, because most women um, track their contractions and they realize at a certain point, like, ooh, these are getting closer together. I need to go to the hospital. Right. Um, and it's very, very common for the, the doctors or the nurses or whoever it is to have to actually um, break your water for you. Yeah. The third time <laughs> was kind of interesting. Um, another common thing that happens with water breaking is that it's not a big gush. Mm -hmm. It can be more of a light trickle. Like a leak. Like a leak. And um, that can happen where it's like a high tear is what they'll call it, mm -hmm. which is still your water breaking. But it's just not happening right, basically right where the baby's going to come out. Right. Um, and so instead of having this big gush or this big explosion as you said yeah um it's more like a faucet dripping or like a like a little trickle yeah coming out because um the water is having to come from higher up and it might not be as large of a a, a an opening in the waters to like floodgate everything you know like just <laughs> yeah um so so and and i had this happen the third time with our third pregnancy. Right. And um, it was seriously like a moment of, I think my water just broke. You know, like it was, yeah. I, I'm not sure because I'm wet, but it's not as much as it has been in the past. Yeah. And I'm not really certain. So we, you know, we decided that eh, we should might as well just call and see if they yeah. want to come in anyways. And, um, of course, like right after I called, I did another like bend over, pick something up <laughs> and then it really broke. Yeah. Um, so it can happen any of those three ways really. And it's, I yeah. mean, no matter what, once your water breaks, you need to get to the hospital. Yes. So you have a little bit of time, but, um, especially if you're worried about like infection or anything like that, you need to get to the hospital so that you're in a, a clean environment you can have doctors and nurses, midwives, checking you out and making sure that you are, um, comfortable and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. So that's water breaking. So Yay. not not scary, but definitely not scary, a, but definitely like a oh my gosh, that really does happen kind of yeah. <laughs> moment. Yeah. Right. Yep. Cool. Cool. All right, babe. It's time for a talk. All right, now that we've gone through what it's like when your water breaks, uh-huh. let's go into the next section, which I think new moms probably are scared about. Yes. Because it seems like whenever you see it on TV, it just looks awful and scary and painful and just... Yeah. 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 But that next part would be labor. Yes. And labor is not fun. No. No. For anybody. Well, they call it labor for a reason, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But I would say you know, labor is not fun for anyone. I, I Obviously, it's the least fun for the mom. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I would describe labor as... Period cramps on steroids. Okay. Like period cramps winning the period cramps Olympics. <laughs> I have no idea what that feels like. Okay. <laughs> so basically it's this tightening of all of your muscles in like your abdominal area, or at uh-huh. least it feels like all of those muscles in your abdominal area, um, as well as your cervix, like spreading out. Ugh. Right? <laughs> um, and... It takes the the best way I can suggest to get through it is tons of breathing. Yeah. Um, and I literally, with my second labor, I literally just thought about my dance teacher reminding us that in order to help muscles do their best, you have to put oxygen into them. Right. And then blow the carbon dioxide out. Yeah. And so that's what I did. Like. That's literally my focus every time now is like put oxygen into all those muscles so that they can do their job and not hurt so much and take away the carbon dioxide and blow it away. Like <laughs> I literally get into that rhythm where I'm, I'm just focusing on the muscles. Right. Um, and it is, it's incredibly uncomfortable. Now I know a lot of people explain it as painful and I can't, I personally can't describe it as pain because I know that it's supposed to be happening. Um, I, describe it more as like extreme discomfort, Yeah. extreme discomfort. And there's really no way to feel comfortable while going through a contraction, a labor contraction. Um, there are some ways that you can make a contraction, maybe feel more manageable. Yeah. More manageable, like a little less uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and you know, you kind of just have to figure out your own ways um, sometimes, you know, rolling to your left side helps cause it feels like you're a little more, um, I don't know, f- I don't know, free on other parts of your body then, and there's less pressure going down. Sure. Um, I know that for two of my labors being in a warm bath was really nice because that even though my muscles were still contracting and um, was still really uncomfortable. The warm water was really soothing. Right. Um, but honestly, I think number one for me is breathing. Yeah. Just if I can get oxygen to those muscles and just trust that they're going to do what they have to do. Um, that is the best thing. Um, now the scary thing, especially your first time, is you have no idea how long they're going to go for. Right. That is terrifying <clears throat> yeah. because you're you're in this discomfort. You are um, freaking out about you know like is this what the you know is this how this is supposed to feel? Is this normal? I think those are a lot of questions that go through um, a lot of of moms' heads as they're going through labor. Right. And. Um, it's sort of this, like, I have no idea how long this is going to go for. Like, when is this going to end? Right. When when does this pain stop? Because <laughs> honestly, the first time feels like it's never going to end. Or, sure. you know, like, everyone's around you just being like, just breathe. It's okay. And you're like, no, it's not okay. I don't know what's going on. 
Um, and I think that is probably the scariest part is the first time and just going, I don't know when this is going to be done. Right. Yeah. Any other questions about labor? Um, well, I think most people have the idea that you yeah. like have to labor on your back no. and like push the baby out with your legs up in the air. No. Because that's how you always see it in, no. on TV. <laughs> but no. you are very much not that kind of labor. No, not at all. Ew. Um, I know a lot of people who walking, excuse me, who walking or where walking around really helps because if they're mobile, then they can do other movements that allow them to focus on other things or to, to, um, almost like focus the discomfort elsewhere. Right. Um, like I said, I liked to be in a warm bath for Mm -hmm. a long time. Um, just because it was soothing and relaxing and, um, it allowed me to, I don't know, just kind of feel floaty right? when I'm feeling really, you know, uncomfortable. <laughs> um, they offer things like what they call pregnancy balls that you can sit on. And some people like the feeling of bouncing because it's opening and I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. I really hated it. Yeah. I spent about half a second on a pregnancy ball and nope. got up and nope. said, no, I'm not doing that. Um, women will, you know, stand up and do stretches. They'll, they'll kind of, um, like lean over the bed and that way the, their bellies can kind of hang low and, um, allow those muscles to relax a bit. There are lots of things you can do now. Now, of course, if you get an epidural, then you're confined, then you're confined to the bed because you have no feeling, right? Like if you tried to get up, you'd literally fall down because you have no feeling. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, all of this is, this is drug drug free. Um, yeah. Um, which I should mention, the only drugs I've ever taken during a, during labor that I knew of were, um, like nausea yeah. control. And that was with my second one where I said that I was throwing up a lot and I didn't realize I was in labor. Right. Cause throwing up can actually be labor. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can, yeah, I, I, you have to understand that if you want to go without the epidural, you have a lot more freedom to move the way you want to move to, to get into positions that you find more comfortable. Right. Um, yeah, I think, I think there is that image that you have to be on your back the whole time and just waiting it out and then, yeah. And then pushing from your back, which I would actually say pushing from your back is kind of the least effective, especially if your body isn't sure what's going on. Sure. So I was interesting my first time and I asked to labor from a standing position, um, in order to push, which I think was kind of shocking to the nurses. Um, I think my doctor was like super okay. Like she was super chill with it and was like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. Um, and the reason I did that, the reason I labored from a standing position is because in my mind, I kept thinking, what's going to be the easiest? Like what, how can I push a baby out and have as many things helping me as I can? Right. And all I could think about was gravity. <laughs> and I was like, if I'm standing and I'm, you know, like in like a ballet second position and like doing a little bit of a plie, right? as long as someone's kind of beneath me, you know, or like, be hands no problem. There, like gravity's going to help me pull this baby out. Right. And I'm a very lucky person in that, um, at least with my, I I keep saying like, this is how it's going to be for me. And I keep like having to remind myself that this is a totally separate baby. So (laughs) who knows what this one's going to want to do. Yeah. But, um, I've been very fortunate with my three, with my three full pregnancies all the way through labor that I've never had to spend more than like. 20 minutes pushing. Yeah. You're a quick, like I'm a quick pusher laborer. Right. Um, and I think, honestly, I think that part of that is because of my understanding that if I can move into a certain position or if I'm using other things on my side, things can happen faster. Right. So, so how do you know when it's time to push? You will feel it. Okay. You will absolutely <laughs> feel it. You won't feel it. No. No. But the mom will feel it. Um, I think the first time was sort of more of a, like, 
okay, you're ready to push. And it was like, really? But once I got up and got into a position where I thought like, yes, this is what's going to happen, you know, from here, um, my body took over. And, um, what happened with my other two then was that I was the one saying, Hey, I have to push. And they're going, okay, like let's wait and let's go check. And it was like, your body does get to a point where it knows what it's doing. The, The female body is amazing in that it was made to do this. Right. And so when your body, when you start feeling like things are moving downward and outward, especially in a place that is not comfortable for things to move downward and outward, (laughs) um, you need to, you know, inform people right away because, um, because your body's basically saying, yeah, you're ready. We're, we're open enough. This, this baby's ready to come out. Let's do it. Um, and you will, you'll just feel this immense pressure downward, um, right where baby's going to come out and just make sure everybody knows that it's time. And more than likely what's going to happen is that some nurse is first going to tell you, don't Don't push push. (laughs) and you're going to want to kick her in the face. Try not to do that. (laughs) Try not to do that. She's doing her job. She's trying to make sure that you and the baby are in, you know, the, the, the best hands possible and the best hands possible would be running um, down the hall still would be, would be the doctor <laughs> running down the hall, trying to get to you or the midwife who, um, is going to oversee your, your delivery. <clears throat> um, but when, when that happens, realize that when they say don't push, it's pretty much like a, you're going to stare at them. Like I can't help it. Right. And just wait patiently for that contraction to pass. <coughs> and then when they check you and they confirm like, oh yeah, you're ready to go. And you just want to be like, really? Um, then, you know, feel free to give it your all and give yeah. the extra little. Yeah. But for me, it really is like a, like I'm the one being like, no, like I have to push because everything's doing it already. If I right. just give it that extra little go, we're going to have a baby. Yeah. So, so what's the, <clears throat> what's the hardest part and what's the part that you thought was going to be really hard, but turned out to not be so bad. <clears throat> I think, okay. I think the hardest part is actually the laboring through contractions and reminding yourself and believing that it will be over. Yeah. The easiest part for me or like the least hard part for me is actually pushing the baby out. Um, but I'm also, like I said, I'm a very fortunate mom in that it's never taken me a long time to push a baby out. Um, and that's not going to be the same for everybody. I've heard lots of different stories. I've heard of women who have been pushing for hours, um, I've heard of women who, you know, practically sneeze and (laughs) there's a baby, you know, so, um, it just depends who you are. So for me, it's, it's the not knowing how long it's going to go for. Um, I've always somehow had sort of an inkling of when I was going to have a baby. Like I would look at the clock and be like, okay, by this time (laughs) you're going to have a baby. And strangely, I was pretty close, pretty close each time. Yeah. Um, but it's still that fear that like, how do I know? I don't know. This could go on for like 10 more hours. Who knows? Oh, you know? And so it's keeping those thoughts under control is really the hardest part. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Lots of info. Yeah. Yeah. Calm some people down maybe. Or scare some more. I'm sorry if I did. So we made it through the water breaking. We yes. made it through the labor and the uh-huh. bushing. And now you have a newborn baby. Yay. What is it like to have a brand new baby straight out from inside of you, put up into your arms and on your chest? It is so gross. <laughs> I am not going to lie. Babies fresh out of the womb are icky. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... They're also, it, it's just, it's so, I don't know, profound yeah. to a mom 
I'm probably to a dad too. Yeah. I just can't speak from your experience, but it's so breathtaking to be handed something that you're like, I worked on you. You know, like I, I made you right. over the past nine, 10 months. I've been talking to you. I've been feeling you move. Some days I've been angry with you. Some days it feels like you've been angry with me, <laughs> you know, and now I'm, I'm actually holding you. Right. Um, that is just amazing, but it is really icky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to say with our first, our first child, I really wanted to like kiss her yeah. and it was like, don't you, you don't <laughs> do it. Don't do it. Because, you know, of course she's covered in. Gross. Fluid, yeah, you know stuff, yeah, that she's been floating in for ten months, so it's gross. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I and mean, the the nice thing Dad is, is they want like the first the first uh, interaction to be with the mom, and yes. so they you know they do try and get to you guys really close, skin to skin, right away. Yes, and then after a. A little bit, a few <clears throat> moments. They take the baby away and clean them up, um, yes. which is good. And do do some other things, you know. Yeah. Some checking, making sure everything is working as it should. Right. Cleaning out. Um, uh, with our first, um, I was able to cut the cord. Yeah. Which is uh, which is exciting. It's something that you don't. I mean, I think most dads think like, yeah, that's what I, I'm going to do I'm that. Gonna it's going to be, you know, it'll this be big moment. Yeah. It's a, it, it is. It's, it's, like your, a special it's your big, moment. like you became a father moment. Yeah. Because, you know, even though I was there through all the laboring and through the pushing and everything, not doing anything. Yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't doing <laughs> as much obviously as you. And so, um, that was like kind of my contribution, I guess, just to cut her off from you. <laughs> um, <Yes>. but then. <clears throat> Our second came so fast that they like immediately swept her away and yes. like went to like check on her and ch- do checks on her and clean her up and stuff. And like <clears throat> she was like just instantly gone. Yes. I mean, she was still in the same room, but yeah, we, I don't know. I can't remember if we could hear her. I think we could hear her. Yeah. I she think was crying. So. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was like, you didn't even get to cut the cord. I was holding your hand and like freaking out and like, why'd they take her away? Why can't I see her? Why, where'd they take her? Right. Why can't, what, they let me hold, you know, <laughs> they let me hold our first one. Why can't I hold this one? And yeah. And there your job was really just to keep me calm. You yeah. had no idea what was going on either, but you just kept me calm. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, you, <clears throat> you don't really understand what all is happening around you. Right. You just kind of understand the you know, what your this role is. This is my is. part, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's really difficult. And so I know that you're in a position where, you know, to make your blood pressure skyrocket or anything like that is obviously really dangerous. And yeah. so even though I don't know what's going on, all I can do is try to keep you calm Yeah. in that moment. And yeah. So that's really was my focus. So unfortunately, I missed the cord cutting for that one. And I think it's because it broke. Oh, really? I think so. I don't think that anybody actually cut it. I think it broke. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just the mom. No one right. told me anything. It was fine. <laughs> now, I don't remember what happened with Rory. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they just cut it without really asking yeah. or anything. I, I think, think it, it was just, just all sort happened of really like, quick. Yeah. Because that's like we were saying, I've never had what we'd consider a long labor. Right. Um, And so then like... I don't know, especially with our last two that we've had, I was really the one being like, no, this is happening now. And basically medical staff was just reacting at that point. And so I don't think anyone really thought about it. Like, oh, maybe dad here wants to cut the cord. It was more (laughs) like, no, we got to get this baby like out and cut. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, again, it's, this is one of those things that you see on TV and in movies and it, it seems like all this fully chunky baby is immediately yes. placed up with yeah. the mom and you know his eyes wide open and looking around and, and like happy as can be yeah like no it's not definitely not like that at all not at all <laughs> no it's gross um i would i would also say that um what you don't what it always seems like in the movies and on tv is like 
you have the baby, the baby's all cleaned up, you're holding the baby, and you're just, you just have all this amazing family alone time. Right. And that's not real <laughs> because now there are two patients in the room, right? baby and mom, and after you've delivered baby, you have to deliver placenta. Yep. And then after you've done that, then the doctor's like double checking everything, making sure that, you know, you're, you're literally all in one piece. Right. And if not putting you back together, <laughs> ugh. Um, ugh. um, baby, you know, is, is getting checks for vitals and, um, you know, making sure that everything's looking normal and that breathing is normal. And so in this time when you feel like, oh, shouldn't this be like the moment where it's just me and my new baby and right. my spouse and oh, or, or you know, yeah, um, you know, this quiet time together where we can just marvel at what happened. What's really happening is you have nurses scurrying all around you doing all these extra checks, um, sometimes, you know, switching out IV bags mm. and um, doctors who are, you know literally pushing on your stomach because they want to make sure that everything has exited the way it's supposed to. Right. Um, you know, baby is being pulled out of your arms sometimes and sometimes brought back to you if you know it. And it's, it's just feels a little chaotic at a moment where you're like, I'm really tired. And why are you all still here? <laughs> you know, why are you so bothering me? Right. Um, and it's, it feel, it almost feels like they never leave you alone. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, a good thing that it feels like they never leave you alone. Yeah. Even though it's, it's annoying. Making, they're making sure that you're being taken care of. Absolutely. And that, you know, if something does go wrong, it's good to have somebody close by just in case. Absolutely. <clears throat> and the nurses that we've had have been really good about, you know, being inconspicuous when they're in the room unless yes. they, you know, they, unless need, they to, need something right. or they need to talk to someone. Yep. So that's been nice. Um, but it seems like. You know, because you get to a point when you're in the hospital for two or three days where you're like, okay, I just need to rest. I need to yes. sleep. And the baby, you know, their stomach is tiny and, you know, they're still getting used to, to feeding outside mm -hmm. of the womb. Yep. And so they want to eat all the time and it's just really hectic and, yep. and you want to sleep. And I want to sleep. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I just want to sleep. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, can you just, can you take the baby off? Cause in the, right, in the movies you see the, the big, the big nurseries where they're all, and there's tons of babies in there and they're yeah. all just laying in the little bassinets. Yeah, that's not our hospital. No, <laughs> I don't know if that's any hospital really. That seems I don't, really yeah, dangerous. I don't know if that is any hospital anymore. Um, if that, you know, maybe in certain places that is still common practice, but, um, at least where we live and the couple of other hospitals that we've been to to visit yeah. um, other new moms and newborns, the the baby usually is in the room with you. Yeah. And it's so that you can get used to responding to the baby's needs and providing for the baby. Right. Um, however, they still have the nursery areas. And it seems like, at least for me, it always seemed like... Um, they would they would come and take the baby away for a check or something, you right. know, whatever, all the time. Except when I wanted them, right? <laughs> so, you know, like like in the middle of the night, like she won't stop crying. I've fed her, I've rocked her, I've you know I'm trying here, right. but she's obviously just upset. Can you please take her to the nursery? And that's when they're like, oh, we're really understaffed tonight, right. but we can't. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I just want to sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that probably sounds really selfish. We also have to understand that as the new mom and as the new dad, you, you know, within a couple of days of having a baby, you're going to take the baby home right. and you will not have the nursing staff anymore. You're not going to have the extra help that you can have in a hospital. Yeah. And so, um, going from the hospital where you might've gotten no sleep to home where you're definitely not going to get a whole lot of sleep. Right. You want to take advantage of that time that you can get where you can look at a professional and say, Hey, I really, you know, I need an hour of sleep before the next feeding. Can we please, you know, can we move the baby to the nursery 
where they can be monitored by another adult because I can't do it right now. Right. And they're not sleeping. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that I did request (laughs) a couple of times and I was denied a few times as well. I was just sort of like, Oh, fine. (laughs) We are here once again. Mm-hmm. At the dad music. Yes. And since you talked pretty much this whole time. Yep. Mostly because I'm super sick. You're disgusting. And nobody wants to listen to my no, gross it's voice. Nasty. No, I'm kidding. You're fine. <laughs> um, but I figured I would talk a little bit about ways that the partner can help during labor and pregnancy. We addressed it earlier a little bit. Um, but I think the number one thing that you can do for your partner is to try and make sure that they try and help them to stay calm Mm -hmm. and to help them breathe. If you can breathe with them, um, that's a a really big help. Um, that might be a struggle for you this time. Yeah. I can't (laughs) breathe right now. It's going to be real tricky, but, uh, anything you can do to, to kind of ease their pain, um, whether it's, you know, rubbing their back, if they have really bad back labor pains, mm-hmm. um, or rubbing their feet or whatever it is. Holding their hand. Yeah. Um, that, the whole image of like the woman, like crushing a guy's hand while she's like contracting, mm-hmm. like that's a real thing. <laughs> that's something that Hollywood gets right. Because sorry, <laughs> with our first kid we did, we started where we were holding hands, but you were crushing my hands so much that we had to switch to holding forearms. Yes. Yeah. And that, that worked really well because you were standing. I was standing. I was able to hold you up. You, yes, you braced me really well. Yeah, and you were able to squeeze as hard as you want, and it didn't hurt as bad. <laughs> <laughs> it still hurt a little bit, I wasn't, but not as But bad. I wasn't at a risk of breaking like your radius and your ulna. Right. Yeah. As opposed to a phalange. Exactly. Yeah. Don't want to do that. Um, so anything that you can do to help increase the comfort level is huge um trying to basically you have to read the situation and if you know if it's not really a joking time don't make a joke (laughs) i think i got in trouble with this on the last one was it perhaps what was the joke i don't remember i feel like i was you i know i helped a lot with the first one Uh uh-huh and I feel like you don't think that I helped very much with the last one. I just don't remember what you... Because because I've become so good at focusing on my breathing and focusing on what I need to do and focusing on, you know, like, next step. Right. And just on me. You're just kind of there. You don't need you me are, anymore. <laughs> like, you're helping me. I know that you're there helping me. And I would, I would hate it if you weren't there. Yeah. You're more of a presence. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um... But in terms of, like, talking me down from using, you know, epidurals or drugs or anything like that to make things feel better or, you know, or, um, you know, the reminders that, yeah, you're doing great. This is like, I know I'm doing great. I don't need to hear you say that. These, you know, like, yeah. um, So it's not so much that I'm like, you did nothing. It's just sort of like, I have no idea what you did because I was not aware of you other than, like, the comfort of you just being there. Yeah. So if you can, try to make things easier, not harder. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, especially on that first one, <clears throat> because there is so much unknown, mm-hmm. the more confidence that you can project, the more belief that you can express that you have in your partner, Yeah. all that's going to go a really, really long way. Yeah. Um, and one final note to dads who are going to have sons. If you're going to have them circumcised, I think that you should watch. I couldn't. I could I know not you watch. couldn't watch. But and, I did. And I think that's a mom thing just because you're sort of like, that's my precious baby. I just made that. I don't right. want to see anything harm, <laughs> you know, whether yeah. it's a good thing or not, you know. Like, I, right. Mm-hmm. But I think you owe it to your kid because you're making that choice for them that you at least go through it a little bit with them and see, you know, that you go, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> because if, if you are circumcised, yeah. you know that you don't remember when that right. happened to you. Right. 
And you're fine. And so there's no, there's no bad feelings about it for you personally. Right. But as the dad and you putting that on somebody else, I think it's a good thing for you to, to experience as the, uh, the, like the signing party basically. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it is, it's a, it's an interesting procedure and it's, I mean, it's very safe and you know, the way that it's, it's done is, I don't know, it's, it's something that you've probably thought about, but not too hard because you don't want to think about it. You really don't want to know what that was like. But, yeah. but to experience it in person, I think is, is worthwhile, especially if, you know, your kid ever has any qualms about it. You can at least say that you... I witnessed. I witnessed it. You didn't just shove them off in a room right. and let the doctor take care right. of it. So, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was worthwhile. That's good. I yeah. still I still don't think I could go back in time. <laughs> just, just because it is such a, like, in those, especially those first few weeks, the instinct in mom is to protect, like, yeah. with everything you have. And so I think to be like, yeah, I'm going to stand back and watch while you cut a piece off. Right. That, it's just really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I, believe I don't you. regret it, but I'm just like, <laughs> oh. All right, guys. Well, hopefully that's given you hopefully less nerves about yeah. having a child, whether it's your water breaking or the actual labor itself or what it's like to have a newborn. Um, we will hopefully be having a baby very soon, and then we will maybe cover some postpartum topics yeah. in the weeks to come. Definitely. All right. Great. Well, uh, make sure you check out our Instagram and Facebook page because that is where all of the live updates will be happening over the course of the next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. We shall see. We shall see. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Please support the show by rating this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, and by joining our Facebook page at facebook.com slash goldenapple. Be a part of the show by sending us an email at the.goldenapple at gmail.com. That's the state of our union. What's the state of yours? 